0: Really, it's, it's it's just having the knowledge and the insight of what's going well and what's not, I guess, and really better understanding who we're serving. So a lot of times I think we come in with these uh, preconceived notions of, of who we're serving. Like it's an individual who ha- has had X, Y, and Z happen in their life. Like They might have a substance abuse problem and things like that. Um, and, and once you actually get into the data, you might learn it, it's totally different. Like a lot of the guys we've seen, especially post COVID, most of them have, have really just had issues with, with jobs uh, where it's been like their job was, um, furloughed because of COVID restrictions or their job was, um, previously something where they could travel to and it was easy for them to get to, but then all of a sudden with the lockdowns, it was much difficult for them to do that. Or maybe something was moving online and they didn't have the computer skills to do that.
1: Today on TechBridge talks, I'm talking to James barrel chief information officer that has been with the Atlanta mission since 2017. As technology is increasingly leveraged to do the work that Atlanta Mission does, James strives to ensure that technology systems enhance collaboration and efficiency. He has a passion for serving and encouraging growth in those around him. James, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Adam. Happy to be here.
1: Uh, so James, we're really excited to have you here. I love the work that you're doing. I love the work of Atlanta Mission. And I wonder if you could just give us a 3-minute overview of your background, your education, and how you got started working at Atlanta Mission.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so it's it's kind of an interesting story. Like like a lot of people, I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, as a kid and going uh going into college. Um, I grew up in Michigan, came down to Georgia to go to school here, and I absolutely love the area, which is why why I'm still here now. Um, I originally thought I wanted to become a veterinarian and uh, spent a few years uh, in that program and then actually got to do um, some of the intern work and just realized that wasn't for me. So I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I actually switched over to psychology just because I thought it was interesting and got my undergrad in psychology. Um, what they don't tell you is there's not a lot you can do straight out of college with an undergrad in psychology. Um, so I ended up working for an insurance company, and, uh, and I enjoyed the work. Uh, and they actually brought in a, a new database, which was a Salesforce database. And they they implemented it, and they had brought a consultant in, and they were super excited to roll it out, but they had nobody to actually run it. And so they were like, hey, who actually wants to operate this this database and run it and manage it for us? And, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I always liked technology. So I was like, yeah, why not dive in and see where this goes? Um, so I guess I was kind of an accidental admin, uh, for Salesforce and started doing some work there. And I just, I just loved it. Um, Salesforce has some great resources, trailheads and things like that. You can really, um, dive into it and learn a lot. And I, I just started doing that. And I did that for a couple of years and then I actually got a job as a corporate consultant. Um, and, and I love that as well. Um, so I did that, like I said, I did that for a few years and really enjoyed it. Um, and then my daughter was born. And right when my daughter was born, a big project I was working on was uh, finishing up and they were trying to move my family to Pittsburgh, uh, I, like a few weeks after my daughter was born. And my wife and I discussed it and we're like, you know, this really isn't a great move, uh, trying to to figure out things with a newborn and trying to move and everything at the same time. Um, so I started looking at some different um, job opportunities and I, I knew nothing about Atlanta Mission Um but I started reading about the organization and I was like, Hey, this sounds really interesting. It sounds like they're doing some really cool work. I, I love the idea of, you know, working with uh, those less fortunate. I love the idea of, of the, the community coming together to, to help people and serve in this way. I love the opportunity to, to possibly use technology to, to give back and to serve others. And so I, I was super excited about the opportunity, but I knew nothing about it. Um, so by the time I came in for the interview, I actually had some offers lined up and I really, I, I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to go to a nonprofit. Like I think I'll probably go to, over in the, here in the corporate world and I had some great opportunities and I actually sat down with the director of the development at the time and he started telling me about the transformation model of Atlanta mission uh, which I just thought was amazing and um, so the goal of the transformation model is really just to get of the down to the core of what the, the root cause of homelessness for the individual. So whether it's substance abuse or past trauma, uh, maybe vocational training, uh, maybe just some financial literacy. Um, so really instead of just providing a meal and a bed, which is obviously a huge part of what we do, like we also try to work with the individual to find out how um, they can be sustainable and success- successful long term. And so just hearing that, like I was so excited about Atlanta Mission and we ended up talking for hours and hours. And after that, like leaving that meeting, I was like, I, I so want to work for this organization. I'm so excited to be here. Um, And I've been there since 2017, and I absolutely absolutely love it. It's such a great place to work.
1: And I'd love for you to tell us more about your work at Atlanta Mission. What does a typical chief information officer do? What does a typical day look like for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure if there is like a, a typical day at Atlanta Mission in general, especially in my role. Um, uh, certainly a lot of, of vision casting, trying to think through um, technology needs of the future, I- innovation, um, really trying to to kind of like fill those gaps in between what we have currently and where we want to go and, and how we can innovate and change that in the future. Um, you know, basically like, so we oversee the donation processing team. We oversee um, all our, our data needs, um, all our reporting, all our CRMs. We have two different databases, one for the client side of things, one for the donor and volunteer side of things. So trying to make sure that that data is available and usable and actually actionable by our executive team is always a challenge as well. Um, and then really trying to make sure that, that our clients have all the technology that they need as well to succeed in their What we're trying to ask them to do. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah I, I... I've been on the nonprofit side and seen the amount of systems and infrastructure that's needed in order to to make it all come together. And I can only imagine at the scale that Atlanta Mission is how complex that must be. So, uh, my hats off, uh, figuratively I guess and literally to you <laughs> as it relates to that. So that that's great, man. I love the work that you're doing there. So, um, so TechBridge and Atlanta Mission have worked together. Uh, across various projects for, for several years. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that, that we've done together and, and kind of what that experience has been like?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the two biggest projects worked on with TechBridge were actually both of our, our databases. Um, the first one was our client database, and that was huge for us. Um, way back, I think maybe 15, 20 years ago, actually everything was on paper. So all our all our intake, all our rosters, all the um, services we provide, were were fully on paper. Uh, they we would finally moved over to Excel spreadsheets, but we have multiple different campuses, so having teams have different Excel spreadsheets and like trying to track all that and trying to be on the same page, uh, needless to say, it was it was a mess. Like, <laughs> it was, wow, it was very like very difficult to actually pull any any insights on and what we're actually accomplishing there. Um, right. So Techbridge helped us implement our first uh, client database. It was a salesforce uh, system and it it has been such a game changer for us to be able to have that cohesion uh, among the different campuses to be able to actually see and track like the the impact that we're having to be able to have um, great information on our clients who we are actually serving like what we're doing well and what we're not uh, what we need to improve on uh, it's it's been it's been amazing um,
1: yeah and I'm curious if you could dive even a little deeper into that like how does that like, how does that level of knowledge and insight into what you're doing help you better serve people and, and even serve more people?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so really, it's 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 just having the knowledge and the insight on what's going well and what's not, I guess, and really better understanding who we're serving. So a lot of times, I think we come in with these uh, preconceived notions of who we're serving. Like, it's an individual who ha- has had X, Y, and Z happen in their life. Like, they might have a substance abuse problem and things like that. Um, and, and once you actually get into the data, you might learn, it's totally Different, like a lot of the guys we've seen, especially post-COVID, most of them have, have really just had issues with with jobs, uh, where it's been like their job was um, furloughed because of COVID restrictions, or their job was. Um, previously something where they could travel to and it was easy for them to get to, but then all of a sudden with the lockdowns, it was much difficult for them to do that. Or maybe something was moving online and they didn't have the computer skills to do that. So it's really um, been great to be able to have those insights to who we're serving and how we need to change and adapt based on the changing economic conditions. Um, mm. We also, during COVID as well, another thing that we learned is a lot of people that that come to stay with us don't stay long enough for us really in, to engage and tell them about our services, what we offer and what we provide. So they might stay for a night or two, but it really isn't a full, a great opportunity for us to fully explain what we offer and what we serve. So that's definitely another um, actual item that we got just from the data that we would have no idea if we were still on spreadsheets.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much, so much more we can do when we understand the data and, and really can see trends and patterns that emerge. And it gives you these, I mean, to your point, right, b- before the thinking might have been very anecdotal. And it's very easy to have anecdotal thinking when you're serving these communities, but the data can can help to shift that and show you what's really happening at a deeper level. And then you can address that at a deeper level and then you can have better outcomes in the long run. Absolutely. yeah, I love that. I love that. So so how have um, let's see. I know. I think we actually just answered that question. So I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, you know, for our listeners that are, that are intrigued, uh, where can people find out more about, you know, what Atlanta mission is up to?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so certainly we're on all social media. So if you look up Atlanta mission on Facebook or Instagram, you'll, you'll find us there as well. AtlantaMission.org is our website. Um, there's different ways to get involved and, and get plugged in there as well.
1: All right, and uh, and any, any final thoughts you'd like to share related to technology or the work that you're doing or Atlanta or anything else? Um... Sure. So Atlanta Mission
0: is a hundred percent privately funded organization. So we are completely run and provided um support from the community. So it's it's just been it's been really amazing, not only watching the community support us for all these years, but also really to step up during COVID. COVID wasn't a very easy time for our clients or first to have trying to navigate how to keep everybody safe during that, trying to install new protocols and new safety measures. And it's really been really amazing watching the community step up and you know during uncertain times to to give and to give their time and to really want to get plugged in to help like we have volunteers who are are teaching remote classes like we have um you know a race coming up where we have all these volunteers showing up to help us organize it. it's just really neat to see the community come together for to help the the guys and, and girls and women in need yeah
1: so important so important well, james Uh, Thank you for the work that Atlanta Mission is doing. Thank you for the work that you're doing to build the infrastructure so that Atlanta Mission uh, can leverage technology to do more good in this community and more good across the world.
0: Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for listening to TechBridge Talks, a podcast about breaking the cycle of generational poverty through the innovative use of technology. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit TechBridge.org. That's TechBridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.